When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Um, welcome to the podcast. It's been a while. Took a little hiatus. Truthfully, it was just kind of a necessary hiatus. Uh, summer hits and you get busy with summer stuff. And then you realize that nobody wants to come and fucking be on your podcast as a guest because you live in the middle of fucking nowhere. And so I learned that lesson this summer. Newmarket, Ontario, it's not exactly nowhere, but uh, considering that my previous two homes and home studios, one was located right dead center of Toronto at uh, Young and Eglinton, not downtown by any stretch of the imagination, but literally, if you look at a map, it's pretty much the center of the city. And then uh, previous to that in Kingston, Ontario, which I've decided is my hometown. I've decided Kingston is my hometown. Uh, It's hard to tell because I moved around a lot doing different radio programs in different cities, Hamilton, Cornwall. Um, but Kingston's home, and, and uh, all my friends are there, and it was great. Um, we had a nice loft right downtown across from the Grand Theater, directly between the Grand Theater and the television station, and just up the street from the Merchant Tap House and the Toucan, great live music venues, and just down the street from the Ale House, another great live music venue in Kingston, Ontario. Uh, So it was prime for getting uh, musicians, comedians to come, uh, musicians to come and jam and perform. Um, And I I just think the model that I created a couple of years ago back in Kingston in our loft uh, and, and props to Craig McEwen too, who helped me uh, get it off the ground. Um, it, the model just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work here in Newmarket. Uh, I, I built a nice little soundproof studio in our basement, hoping that artists and bands would come by and jam or perform in the garage. I set up a jam space in the garage. Um, we had one band Hillsburn came and, and, uh, did that. That was awesome. They were cool people. Um, but nobody's really come i've had people say they're going to come i've even booked appearances or booked sessions and and not just one but like half a dozen of those acts canceled uh oh you can't make it today let's reschedule and then uh they never reschedule or they reschedule and then they don't show up again uh and it's there's been a bunch of them and so i kind of got disheartened with doing this podcast and uh today I just decided it's Friday, TGIF. I was going to put on my big boy pants and do a new episode. Um, I had lunch with a now former co-worker of mine named Mark Davis, uh, millennial Mark Davis. We even recorded a podcast at the start of the summer, uh, and I went on vacation. I forgot to upload it, and then I got depressed and down about um, you know just the podcast in general because bands and people were canceling on me. And so I never uploaded it and it became stale and irrelevant and then it became old and didn't make any sense. I will actually, just for shits and gigs, I'll uh, put that up for subscribers 
on the uh, subscription. I'm not going to put it on the website or publish it or anything. It'll, it'll just be there for subscribers. So if you're interested in listening to that chat with Mark Davis, it's there. Um, who the fuck is Mark Davis? He's the uh, part-time or was the part-time uh, weekend guy uh, at Big FM in Barrie, Ontario, which is where I do my current radio show. Um, and he quit. Uh, he's leaving. He's actually going to go work as a axe for an axe throwing company, like the hobby axe throwing. Anyways, he's doing that. And, uh, he decided he's still not done with radio, but it just wasn't working for him in Barry. And, and he's, I, from what I think, I assume, I'm, I'm assuming he's broke because you can only do a part-time radio show for minimum wage two days a week and survive for so long. He did have a chance. We got to know each other really well for about three months, two, three months. He helped co-host the morning program with me. Uh, he was a real pal. I've mentioned him before on this podcast, talked about him before on this podcast. So uh, the mystery will be revealed for those who uh, were hanging on to that storyline with a few episodes a while back uh, before the summer. Um, but back to, to the podcast, reinventing it. I have to reinvent this thing that I created. Um, and Mark and I had lunch today and he encouraged me heavily. And Melanie, my co-host on Big FM, she's been encouraging me. You know what? Everybody's been fucking encouraging me. You got to do another podcast. You got to start podcasting again. I've even had a few fans. Yes, there are fans of this podcast reach out to me on Facebook and said, when's the next episode, man? Um, and, and I never even fucking responded. So I'm sorry if you're still listening. I didn't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I, uh, it's just, I wanted to talk. I, I want to talk. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm just going to rejig this podcast and it's just going to be you and me real intimate. So Mark encouraged me. He said, just do it by yourself, man. Don't rely on guests. Don't rely on anyone else. So what am I going to talk about? Um, we can talk about the news. We can talk about music. Today's Friday. A load of new music gets released on Fridays. Uh, so we are going to do a, a couple little music features, uh, by the end of this podcast and on the topic of news. The former mayor of Toronto, who passed away of cancer not too long ago, Rob Ford. Uh, <laughs> Rob Ford is in the news again because they're talking about naming a stadium after him in Toronto. Naming a stadium after the crack-smoking mayor. It's unfortunate that Mile High Stadium is already taken in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> like, that, like, that would be the most appropriate one. Or you could name a crack in the sidewalk after him too. That that would be okay. Or sub a subway stop because for those who lived in Toronto or live in Toronto uh, during his reign of terror, uh, you'll know that he was obsessed with subways. Never built a fucking single one, as far as I know. I mean, I'm not incredibly up to the municipal politics of it all, but I don't believe he built a single fucking subway. But he was obsessed with them, so maybe a subway stop would be appropriate. A cardiac wing of the hospital or a uh, uh, f- fucking crack house. Name a crack house after him. I mean, here's the thing. People are like, oh, he died of cancer. It's so sad. Yes, cancer is fucking horrible. It is one of the worst things. It's taken more people, more family members. Everybody is connected through cancer in some weird six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of way. It's awful. But that doesn't absolve him of lying, of smoking crack, being an alcoholic, 
doing weird things. I, I don't know. I don't want to say he was a criminal because that was never proven. But I'm sure that if he was alive today, the police investigation and whatever investigation that was going on would have determined that Rob Ford probably had gang ties or was mixed up with some kind of gang affairs at some point. So there's a big fucking asterisk next to Rob Ford, his name. As a saint, I think not. Naming landmarks after him. I mean, in the United States, they're having debates right now over landmarks being named after controversial figures. And we want to name one after the crack-smoking mayor of the fifth largest city in North America. Like, that sounds ridiculous on its own, right? He did do some good work. I mean, that's the thing. The reason they want to name a stadium or a football field after him or a park after him is because he did a lot of work with inner city, inner city youth, football players, and so on and so forth. But that asterisk, man. There's that asterisk. He was a disgrace. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel made fun of him to his face. In front of, like, North America. That's what Toronto became known as for an entire year. Embarrassment. So anyways, that's a piece of news that I thought I would touch on off the top for a new look, new feel, new listen podcast. Thanks for sticking with me if you are listening to this episode. I don't really know where this is going. I've got some music chat lined up. I just wanted to uh, bust one out of the chamber, if you will. Been feeling... Good and bad. I've been feeling uh, up and down. You know, we have we had a great week of shows, Melanie and I on Big FM. I, I want to actually, you know what? <laughs> maybe she and I should do a podcast. I feel like maybe she and I should have an off-the-record chat because FM radio is constricting at the uh, the best of times. She's a very entertaining person. I'm lucky to be working with her. We're getting along uh, just fine. Uh, so I'd love to have her on. And she just appeared on someone else's podcast recently. And then they got a, a sponsorship almost directly after that. Like somebody messaged them and said, hey, we'd love to sponsor your podcast. We heard your podcast with Melanie. So, uh, you know, I could use a po- I could use a sponsorship. I could use that. So maybe some Melanie magic uh, could help me out with that. So, <laughs> uh, so maybe we'll do a guest episode with her after I just said, yeah, we're blowing, blowing up the whole, the whole system, man. We're just going to be you and me. But it pretty much will be just you and me and and um, my wheelhouse of expertise, sex, drugs, rock and roll, music, bagpipes. Is any, Would anyone be interested in bagpipes? Mark said to me over lunch, he said, hey, um, you, you know, great podcasts are niches. You got to get into a niche. And I'm like, man, I think bagpipes are too much of a fucking niche. I really do. I really, I think it's just a bridge too far. It's just a bit too weird. Like, you could do a niche on a genre of Star Trek series, like Star Trek Voyager or Star Trek Deep Space Nine, just about those Star Trek series. That's not too niche. Bagpipes? Competitive bagpipes? Eh. Eh. <laughs> it's not cuckoo clocks, but it's still pretty fucking weird, all right? Um, but rock and roll, obviously, my, uh, my, my number one passion. Liam Gallagher has a new record coming out. He's going to be in Toronto uh, in November at Rebel is the name of the club. It used to be the Sound Academy down by the water. I uh, look forward to it. I'm kind of working on an interview, actually. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have any guests lined up. Ah, I'm working on a Liam Gallagher interview. But you know what? I've tried to get Noel Gallagher. I've tried to get Liam before with no success, so no promises. But uh, he has a new record coming out. He's on tour, and he seems to have it together. Like, Liam Gallagher, really, he's doing interviews. He seems, like, together and interested in being there. And his new record is fucking great. So, I mean, it hasn't, the whole full album hasn't come out yet. But here's a little sample of a song uh, from Liam Gallagher. It's called For What It's Worth. Uh, this, I mean, and if you don't know who Liam is, by the way, he's the front man, the voice of the band Oasis from the 1990s. And so this is For What It's Worth. The record is produced uh, by the same producer who uh, helped uh, write and produce Adele. So there's some big, massive, balls-out songs that are coming from Liam Gallagher. This is as good as any Oasis song was in 1995. From that record, What's the Story, Morning Glory? This could have been on that record. It's that fucking good. Melodic, his voice is there. Here's a sample for what it's worth. So, like, sometimes we lose our way. I know it's just a word. I'm sorry. I know it's just a word. And words can betray. I mean, that's fucking poetry, man. That's John Lennon-type poetry. He even sounds like John Lennon. And, and obviously, we know that. That was the first comparison in 1993 or 94 when they first came out. But Liam Gallagher, man, I'm excited about that record. I'm, I think I'm the only one in Canada that might be excited. <laughs> except for my buddy Finch. Uh, and Chris Messicker in Barry, who's a real estate. He loves Oasis too. Uh, but I'm excited for that record. That, and you know what? You're, hang on. Somebody might be saying, hey, hang on a second. You said you love rock and roll. That doesn't sound very rock and roll to me. Like it's, it's more of a ballad. It's a softer sort of tune. But the thing about Oasis or the thing about a lot of that Manchester music uh, from the UK, whether it's Noel Liam, Oasis, the Stone Roses, whatever, they, they are. They're softer bands. They're more melodic, but they are rock and roll still for some reason uh, because of their, they have like a punk rock undertone because of their personalities. Like, for example, here's an interview. Like I say, Liam's been gold in his interviews. Here is Liam uh, talking about how uh, he makes tea now. He makes tea for himself now. And he also sounds a bit humbled in a way. <laughs> Uh, and if you can understand the accent, it's pretty hilarious. Now, in the 90s, I got someone else to fucking do it, but now I can't fucking money. is tight, too tight to mention. Got to do it yourself, aren't you? No one buys records these days. In the 90s, I had about four people doing it. Little geezer doing a kettle. Our kid. Some other little doing that. Some other little fucking idiot doing that. Now you got to do your fucking, now you got to do it yourself these days, you know what I mean? Because these fucking little smart asses download fucking tunes for niche. And they wonder why there's no real rock and roll stars around. This is the shit you got us doing, fuckers. <laughs> yeah. That's that is what I'm talking about. Like he's he's raw. He's raw. Liam fucking Gallagher. Um, and then here's another another beauty, Liam. He was on Vice, uh, Vice News, on HBO, and they and you know the Gallagher's, both of them from Oasis, uh, are famous for ripping on other bands, ripping other artists to shreds if they don't think that they live up to their rock and roll code. And this is Liam. They sat him down 
put some headphones on him, didn't tell him who he was listening to, and asked him to review what they were listening, what he was listening to. Uh, and this is pretty, uh, pretty funny. I just like it. I like his tones, man. He's good. And he, you know, he obviously smokes weed and that. So that was good. And who is it? Damien Marley. All oh, right, yeah, man. I've been carrying his weed around in London for a bit because we've got the same driver and that in London. But if we get fucking pulled over by the dibble, I get caught with all the ganja. So that's and the car smells nice though. So that's good. I love you, Mary Jane. <laughs> like uh, he's a character, right? And he seems to be back from. A really rough go because he had a bunch of illegitimate children and he's, as you heard him say, he's money's tight, too tight to mention. Uh, he's, he's having some money struggles, you know, he's not so rock and roll anymore. Uh, his brother, Noel, who they hate each other, uh, is also releasing a record. So for Oasis fans, I don't know why people want Oasis to get back together when we're getting double the Gallagher material, double the same sound that we love, double the things in rock and roll that we like uh, out of both these guys. So it's, it's, I don't see, it's, it's like having when your parents first divorce at Christmas and then you get two Christmases. It's fucking awesome. I mean, it still sucks that they're divorced. It still sucks that Oasis broke up. Of course it did. It does. But you're still getting two presents. Like, that's pretty cool, right? I think so. On to some uh, more domestic music. The Glorious Sons, and if you uh, go back into previous episodes of this podcast, they've been on a bunch. Uh, they ha- actually, I owe them a lot. There are two bands in Canada that I owe everything to. Uh, one is the Trues. Um, they had me play the bagpipes on their song "Highway of Heroes," and that really cemented me as uh, kind of like a, a bagpipe folk hero in Canadian rock and roll. And uh, I have a gold record on my wall with my name on it, thanks to them. Uh, so all the guys in the truce, fucking stand-up guys. And I owe them a lot. Uh, the other band is the Glorious Sons from Kingston, Ontario. And if you go back through all these podcasts, they were the first number one episode. Brett from the Glorious Sons, the vocalist, came and sat down and did a one-on-one. And still to this day, I would say is probably one of my best interviews ever. I love Brett. He's a heartfelt guy. He did everything he could to help me get a job in Toronto. Um, you know, he, helped, he did a video with me and, and stuff. Uh, didn't work out. Uh, which is why I'm on the Aaron Barry. <laughs> it's it's fucking hard to get a job in Toronto. I don't know if you've heard. It's the media capital of Canada. And, uh, you know, broadcasting is a bit of a tough go these days. Anyways, um, Brett's a great guy. And he's made a couple appearances past on the podcast. Um, so thanks to them. And, and I owe them a lot. They released a new single today. Today, a new single came out. And... Again, the band is evolving big time. The fact that they have a song on uh, The Edge in Toronto, the station that I want to work at, or they have their new single on Indie 88 in Toronto, another station that I want to work at, uh, says it all. They've they've kind of 
modified their sound. This was the song that kind of got them on those two radio properties. Everything is all right. Maybe you've heard it. I'm the closest thing my mother had to a daughter. I used to be ashamed of that, but now I'm kind of flattered. I learned that my weakness is a weapon anyway. So I haven't touched a pretty thing in 40 days. Beautiful. He's a beautiful singer. He's heartfelt. He's also a wordsmith, much like uh, Liam. I would even say, sorry to my my hero, Liam Gallagher, but I would even say Brett's a far superior writer, poet, all those things. Uh, That was Everything's All Right. That's, sorry, that's not the new single. That is the one previous to the one that got released today. But that, like I say, that broke them onto uh, alternative indie radio. Prior to that, they were more of a mainstream rock band. We played them on K-Rock. Uh, they were more like a like a mainstream cock rock band, um, but they've they've sort of evolved a bit and good on them. This new single, all right. So this is a sample. I can't play the whole thing, obviously, um, but this is their new one that got released at midnight. So like, so it's fifteen fifteen and a half hours ago from the point that I'm recording this podcast. My poor heart is the name of the new song from the Glorious Sons, and again. Yeah, uh, they're moving in a different direction. They're going in a more indie vibe, and this is not an insult. This is a compliment. It's got a bit of um an Arkells vibe, if you know who the Arkells are. So that's the new one. I hope you can have a chance to. I, I hope you have a chance to stream it. I hope you have a chance to purchase it on iTunes and support them because, in my opinion, the the Glorious Sons are one of our real gems in Canadian music. Um, especially since they've got what I would call a rock and roll cred. Especially those the, their first EP, uh, and nobody has it. I, I have a CD copy of it that they gave me way back in the day. And that was awesome. Like songs like Ruby, if you know that one, great song. Uh, and then their first record, their major label one, The Union. Great album as well. Uh, it was actually, um, The Union was uh, was the soundtrack to my wife and I falling in love. Uh, that was That was a magical era for me. I miss Kingston. It's not good radio. (laughs) I miss seeing Brett on the street. Kingston's a beautiful city. And I was lucky to, uh, to have been part of it. And that's something that I do. I go all in, man. I, uh, I invest. I invest in the city that I live in, and it's been very difficult for me to do that in Barrie because I don't live in Barrie. It was a beautiful time to live in the limestone city. And I'm lucky. I'm lucky, and I thank everyone who sends me the messages. I get them all the time. Still, a year later, we miss you. We miss seeing you on the street. We miss you at our events, our charities. We miss you on the air. Thank you. And it's tough to see those messages sometimes because I do miss Kingston a lot. And 
you know, I, I did, and I can't deny I wanted to leave Kingston. I did. I, I, I wanted to. I, I wanted more. And I think that sometimes that's how I know Kingston is home. Because you want to leave home. You want to leave that small town you grew up in. You want to go out on the big adventure. And I guess a year later, I'm uh, homesick. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.